Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be chatting more about how to achieve lasting weight loss. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to chat with you about some more tips that will help you lose weight and keep it off long term. And later, we will chat with Gina Cushenberry, a certified nutrition specialist and weight loss expert who works with me at Raw Girl Coaching. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Denmark, South Africa, France, Mexico, Norway, Canada, and the USA. I appreciate you all. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Today on the show, I'm excited to chat some more about weight loss. At some point in all of our lives, we've struggled with losing or maintaining weight. If you have not, personally, it's very likely that you do know someone that is overweight or trying a new fad diet at the current moment to help shed some unwanted pounds. One of the common misconceptions about weight loss is that it is simple. The truth is, it can be way more complex than we think, and it requires mental, emotional, and physical toughness depending on how large the task. Weight loss is also complex because your body is different from mine and vice versa. It's really important that when you come up with a plan of action, it's one that's based on your body's needs. Besides eating the right amount of calories to actually reach your goals, working out effectively, and changing the quality of the food you eat, here are some tips that'll help you lose weight and keep the pounds off for long term. Focus on doing deep emotional work. This I've noticed in my practice dealing with clients, dealing with weight loss. Weight loss is actually way more mental and emotional than you think. Our bodies store trauma, and for many, but not all, people struggling with weight, it can be a physical manifestation of a buffer to the outside world because of sensitivity or past hurts. How do I explain this? Well, in order to lose weight and keep it off, we have to be ready to face our fears, set healthy boundaries with others, and also come to the deep realization that we deserve to put ourselves first. This may take some therapy, support groups, affirmations, and more, but releasing emotions in a healthy way and acknowledging them can transform your self-worth and demand that the outer change begin to manifest in the form of lost weight. And I've seen this happen to clients. Then we can also program and visualize new lifestyle habits. Your mind is more powerful than you may know. And research has shown that when you visualize or practice something in your mind, the body doesn't know the difference between the daydream and reality. In a sense, our body is tethered to our unconscious mind, and if we can lead it to think new thoughts and imagine new realities, we are more likely to take the steps necessary to reach our goal and eventually have that imagined reality come to pass. Another thing you can do is incorporate some form of fasting and develop a new relationship with hunger. Fasting has been scientifically proven to regenerate the body, increase longevity, and also can have a profound effect on weight loss. The body cannot fully detoxify when we continue the cycle of constantly eating. And although going a full day or two without food may be too extreme for most, in order to give your body a break, you can try intermittent fasting or eating within a certain window. To get the benefits, it does not have to be extreme. It can literally be a 10 to 12 hour window, for example, eating 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Research on mice showed that when two groups 
that were fed the same amount of calories with one group able to eat as much as they wanted throughout the day and the other relegated to a specific time window. The group eating all day gained weight while the mice eating within a time window lost and maintained their weight. In one human study conducted on a group of obese patients, one group had their eating restricted to an eight-hour window for a 12-week period. The researchers found that the body weight and systolic blood pressure decreased in the time-restricted group when compared to the control group, which ate at whatever time of the day they pleased. Another important benefit of fasting is that it can teach us to really listen to and get acquainted with our body's cues and distinguish when we're really hungry rather than eating from boredom, negative emotions, or dehydration. Another thing you can do is key into your motivation and place visual cues in places that you can see them every single day. What motivates you? I mean, what really motivates you? Whether it be the sense of freedom that you will have to move freely, the confidence that you will gain in social situations, the new wardrobe you may purchase, You have to get to the core of your why. Why are you doing this? Sometimes your why is bigger than you. Perhaps you have young kids and you want to be alive and well and set healthy examples for them in the long term. Or perhaps everyone in your family has struggled with weight and disease and you are determined to break the cycle. Hone in on how it will make you feel to achieve your goal and find an image, mantra, or visual cue that you can look at every single day. Use that to keep you motivated as you push towards your goal. The last thing you want to do is work with your cravings and not against them. Most of us are taught to deny our cravings and diet in order to achieve weight loss. It's really important to note that not all cravings are created equal. Some cravings are actually addictions and we can feel as though we crave certain things because we're addicted to the high we get from refined sugars, flowers, salt. On a deeper level, other cravings can actually signal the body's need for specific nutrients. And this is once you're past the addictive phase, you can sometimes actually notice that your cravings are leading you to foods that are giving you what you really need right at that moment. When we're trying to lose weight, we may have more of those superficial cravings. So it's important to acknowledge them and find healthy substitutions. When we work with our cravings and we substitute out harmful ingredients for whole foods, we slowly but surely retrain our taste buds to adjust to new ingredients that become as fulfilling with time and we form new habits that will help us sustain healthy choices and keep the weight off long-term. All right, all right, we're gonna take a short break and when we get back, we're gonna speak to our amazing guests. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness, and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's clean starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. 
Enrollment is now open for three of our programs and we officially launch January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Evolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Gina Cushenberry, who's a licensed, board-certified nutrition specialist specializing in weight loss. She earned her master's degree in nutrition and integrative health at Maryland University of Integrative Health, and she's also a certified holistic health coach. Gina has an unwavering passion for nutrition and helping others to develop healthy lifestyle changes. Gina helps coach in the Staying Ageless University programs, and she also works with clients that purchase packages with Raw Girl Coaching. Hi, Gina. Welcome back to Staying Ageless. Hi, Sosa. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. So last time, We talked about dieting and some of the pitfalls of fad diet, some of the struggles people have with dieting, and your amazing background and how you like firsthand experienced it and then translated that into a career. And this time I wanted to talk about how do we do the opposite of dieting? Like how do we create a lifestyle change? And for those of you who don't know, Gina and I created together this program called Detox My Life. It's available on stayingagelessuniversity.com. And I I think it's great if we approach this from the framework from our program, because it's so powerful. So in the program, we basically have these four C's that help you kind of move towards this lifestyle change. And it's cleaning out your kitchen, it's committing, it's creating accountability, and it's being consistent. So I figured we could just go through these points and talk through them. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Let's start with cleaning out your kitchen. I mean, that sounds pretty self-explanatory, but what would you say about that? (laughs) Well, I think it it is, but I think sometimes people don't really get why it's super important to really establish that change because there could be that late night. And if you have that one thing lingering still in the cover, it could really call you and throw you off track. So I think really to really establish that lifestyle change, cleaning out the kitchen getting your pantry set up with all of your essentials and just having the foods that you know are on your plan to kind of detoxify your life, so to speak, is is there. That's it. I think it's really essential, the first step. Um, It eliminates that temptation to get off track. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that like, I think a lot of people really are like, oh, I need to increase my willpower. 
And that's really the wrong way to go about things. Like really we need to make it part of habit forming is making something easy. And so when you leave that box of cookies in there and you know, child, every time you eat one, you start eating the whole box, then you're just setting yourself up. And so not only do we want to clean it out, but sometimes we're going to actually also have to replace some of the things we got rid of so that we don't go crazy. Like if I need a cookie, then maybe I need to get a different type of cookie or I need to make something that's not as, you know, full of refined sugars and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that's important. I think also too, it's like some people are stuck in that mentality of like, I don't want to waste. I don't want to. And I think one of the the things to really, to, to really enforce when you are doing it is, okay, so donate it, give it away. There are people that need it. You don't have to necessarily just throw everything out, but when you're clearing it out, you know, donate, get rid of, and create that environment that is going to be successful. Create the yes. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I don't know if there's anything else about cleaning out the kitchen. I mean, I guess the only other thing I would add to that is pay attention to what you're getting rid of. Like, I think a lot of times people unconsciously stock their kitchens with stuff that's full of refined sugar, refined salt, all these additives. And it's when they have the awakening and they get some more education, like we provide the education in the program as well. It's like, we're teaching you how to notice things on labels for a reason, because we want you to look at the things in your kitchen and really read those labels and be like, what is this? You know, really, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) Is it serving me? Right. And can I pronounce any of those ingredients? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be eating it. You really shouldn't. All right, cool. So the next one is commit. That's a big one. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot to say about that. What do you think? I mean, that's huge. I mean, it's just like, you know, I think clearing that's why I think the first step of clearing out the kitchen is key because it does open the door to you making that commitment saying like, all right, I'm committed. Like all the junk is out of my house. This is what I'm doing to get to, to reach my goal. So it's really, I, I mean, without that commitment, the level of success is limited for sure. Yeah. Think, yes. you know, yes, yes. And cleaning out the kitchen is a form of the commitment. It's literally yeah. just being like, I'm doing this, but then also setting a concerted time, which is why in our program, we're like, listen, do all this stuff write this in your planner, know that you're going to be doing this for the next 30 days. You make, you know, preparations for it. You go get your grocery list, you go buy your stuff. So you're preparing yourself to dedicate yourself for a specific period of time to moving yourself towards this lifestyle change. We're not saying, oh, only 30 days and then you never will do it again. It's just more like you want to make sure that it's kind of like, you know, I mean, we call it detox my life, but you're detoxing from a mental perspective Mm -hmm. as well of being like, let me, let me just remove all the stuff I'm attached to and try this new stuff that's going to regenerate my body, regenerate my spirit and allow me to make new choices. Right. I mean, I think it's part of it too. Like w- just to bring up the part when you said like leaving that lingering box of cookies in there. So that's, that's attached to your commitment. So when you're mm. getting rid of that, it's also committing to the fact like, all right, I'm releasing it. I'm not giving myself that little just in case type of thing, you know, I'm committed fully. Yeah. And you know, something just came up because we were having a conversation before this that will not be uttered, but 
I just realized that, you know, it's like with anything in your life, when you're letting go of something that doesn't serve you, you automatically then create space for what actually you want, which I think a lot of us are always like, especially with dieting and food and stuff, we kind of tiptoe, like, let me just try this keto for a week. Let me try this. And we're not really like, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I'm done with this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get the help that I need and we're going to move forward. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, we decided 30 days to really give yourself that chance. Because like you just said, like that week on keto and then like, oh, I don't think it's working. Let me switch to intermittent fasting or low carb or something. Really giving yourself that full 30 days is what this program is going to give you and and it's giving you the structure to get through it. And I think that's key, you know, to really commit and, and stick and stick with it, see what it, what it delivers. And then by 30 days, you'll really know if this is for you or not, you know, like then you make that decision, like, all right, I need to figure something else out perhaps. Yes. And I think this ties into the next point, which is create accountability. It ties in because I feel like what there's so many things that cause our commitment to waver. So let's say yeah. I commit and I'm all gung ho, but then the next day my girlfriend's like, girl, you want to go to Ben and Jerry's or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's out the, you know, you forgot that you made this commitment. So what are the things that we need to do to create accountability that support that commitment that we made? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a huge, huge point. I mean, it's, it's also about, surrounding yourself, creating that environment. And that includes the people perhaps that you're surrounding yourself with at that time to make that change. It's just like any other habit, you know, kind of changing for people, whether it's, you know, trying to stop drinking or trying to stop smoking when you put yourself in a different environment around people that aren't doing those things or people that are going to fully support you to make your change, yeah, you know, and not be yeah. that person that's, oh, come on, just one bite, it won't hurt you. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't want those people around us right now. <laughs> so, so in my head, David Goggins is like my accountability partner. Like, if like if I like don't work out or whatever, I'm like, what would David Goggins do? And you could right. just see him like cursing you out, screaming <laughs> like, girl, what you doing? You know what I mean? Stay hard. And you're like, oh my god. All so, right. Like, I think people sometimes choose the wrong accountability partner, too. They choose that person who's like, it's okay. Oh, it's it's all right. Well, we can just do it tomorrow. And then you get into this negative habit of just, like, constantly giving yourself excuses. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, the accountability is, like, having that person that you know is going to help you throughout it. And maybe that person is on the journey with you. Maybe they've already been through the journey. Or it's just that steady, stable, I guess, reliable family member or friend mm-hmm. that's just going to stick with you through thick and thin, no matter what, you know, changes you're making in your life. And I think and we all kind of know who those people who, are in our lives. <laughs> the enablers versus the supporters. Yeah. But, but I just want to, you were making a really good point. And I think that people also need to realize that sometimes you do need professional accountability. And that's part of what we do. Uh Like we serve as professional accountability as nutritionists to help people get to their goal. And and that's because, you know, sometimes your cousin and and Ray Uh Ray and all them might just tell you it's okay. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, if you hired a trainer, 
They're right. expecting you to show up. You've paid money, which is also a commitment device. Yeah. Because when you pay for things, it gets you activated. Um, and we use that. We use that, you know, with all of our programs, like staying ageless and all these different things. It's like if you pay for our program, then you've already like, okay, now my money's been invested. So now mm-hmm. I got to do something because I want to get results. Absolutely. And then it's just like, yeah. Again, you just don't need that person. Oh, it's okay, girl. Monday, start over on Monday. No, you have your 30 days solid, committed, get the results. Because honestly, like, I think that's where people fall off. It's like, you know, when you allow those moments to come in, you really need to put the blinders on and give yourself that full 30 days to really detox, make the changes. Because when you let those days sneak in, all it does is push the time back and then you're thinking it's not working and, and, and you're getting frustrated. So totally, totally. Accountability is, is huge. I don't think for my own journeys, even still like without accountability, it's hard to reach the goal mm, mm, to some no. degree, you know? No, I totally agree. I think so there's professional accountability, mm-hmm. there's group accountability where you yeah. can join like a challenge or whatever that helps certain people. There's, you know, your friend or your cousin or whatever. I think one of the things that our clients struggle with a lot is when their spouse is yeah. out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that we come across a lot more often than yeah, than not. Yeah. But I think that's when it you raise the bar on that. You know what I mean? That raises the bar for that person. And what we see a lot of times is when you take that initiative to make the change and then somebody sees like all of the wonderful things that are the changes and the things that are happening to you, they jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, if you can be that person that stays strong, that second person, nine times out of 10, they're going to fall in line. Yeah. And I, I used to counsel married couples when I was at the wellness clinic and it was always so interesting because you could see how healthy or unhealthy a relationship is. Because <laughs> sometimes one spouse is like on in purpose, not supporting the weight loss journey because they were insecure about that person. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. Yeah. And then the, the best ones were when they were like buddies and they were pushing each other and they're both like, yeah, did you do your workout? Did you do your workout? You know, in fun, not like, you know, getting so competitive, but it was like, fun competition that basically pushed each other to be better. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, the spouse thing is a little tricky in that it, it, you would always have to set up some additional accountability because that spouse is not, you're in the house with them. And if they want to stock cookies and you don't want them, they're going to be there. Yeah. So you might have to talk to someone and talk yourself off a ledge or just have your substitution there or move their stuff to a different cabinet. So you don't even see it. Mm -hmm. kind of thing because the temptation is a bit higher. And in that case, you do kind of have to use a little bit more willpower than I think you normally would because in the ideal situation, you would make it easy and you just get rid of everything. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think that comes into place with like our single clients Mm -hmm. versus our clients that have families or the spouse. Even kids. Yeah. And kids too. So I think what you just brought up is, is very important to just reiterate. It's like, that that cabinet can be like assign the cabinet to somebody like you know what that that's your space put your stuff there you know what I mean so it's it's because right. it's really big out of sight out of mind no it's you true don't see it that's a huge trigger 
visual. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah, no, that's really, really good. Yeah. So the last one of our C's is to be consistent. Yeah. I feel like this comes up all the time, mostly because, you know, a lot of people when it comes to dieting, especially if they're trying to lose weight, they've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. They've tried so many things. They might have short-lived victories. They kind of do this yo-yo metabolism dance their whole lives. And when they get to us, they're exhausted. They're exhausted and they're like, I don't even know. Can you help me? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we, in your opinion, I guess, what would you say are like the things that people need to think about when it comes to consistency? Well, I think it's like, you know, setting that goal. is like once you, when you have a goal and I think, it needs to be first having the, sh- you have the big goal in mind, but then you need to set up your short-term goals. Cause I think when we're just focused on the big goal and especially if it's a, a large goal, maybe 50 pounds I want to lose, or I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred pounds sometimes that when you set up smaller goals in something like this, where we have four weeks, you have four weeks to kind of establish your first goal, your first milestone, so to speak. I think that's huge to help somebody stay consistent because it's not too overwhelming. It's not like, Oh God, I have 50 pounds to go. You know what I mean? That can be looming. And I think it's, 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 that's when you have those tools and some of the tools that we brought into the program with the tracking, you know, with the habit formation tracking as well um, is key and logging to kind of see where you, where, what you're doing and, and where you're at. That's yeah. a key part of it. No, definitely. When it comes to consistency, I think of a bunch of things. I think of, so the tools you just mentioned are perfect. Like people need tools sometimes. So first I go deeper and I go, what is preventing this person from being consistent? Mm -hmm. Do they have subconscious programming that's perhaps getting in the way of them being consistent over time? If they've been yo-yo dining their whole life by the time they get to me, I think that there's some sort of trauma, emotional issue or subconscious programming that might be getting in their way. And then I send them to our therapist, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I'm like, let me deal with that. And then we could mm-hmm. talk, to, we could talk about how to be consistent. Cause right now I don't even think your mind is in the place to do the work mm-hmm. because you might do it and then you're just falling, you're going to fall off and then it doesn't benefit. I'm wasting my time. You're wasting your time. We're not getting you the result that you want. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing that I, I think about when it comes to consistency I think, I mean, just to to add on to that, I think with being consistent, it's this is really the last step in the program for a reason because setting you up for the lifestyle. So once we have the consistency with some of the habits that we've been, you know, implementing throughout the four weeks, at this point, the consistency is not like be consistent in in restricting and and not doing it. Be consistent in create in your new habits and your new, you know, new, new changes to your lifestyle. So I think that's what's key at this point is consistency with like, all right, meal prepping. What, what meals are you going to start to prep and have ready for your week? What is your exercise regimen going to be? Or what is your, your peace of mind? Like the stuff that you're going to integrate to keep yourself sane and, you know, so those yeah. things I think are important. No, you brought, now you reminded me what I was going to say, which was it's, that's the key thing we always say in staying ages, repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. Habits can't be formed without repetition. 
So the consistency is really you repeating these habits over and over again to the point where they get so subconscious. I mean, if you're somebody who loves to work out, you can feel it. If you go a whole week without working out, you feel strange. You feel odd. You want to get back to the gym or you want to get back to your workout because your your body doesn't feel right. Your mind doesn't feel right. But that's because you've created such consistency that you now, you have a new normal. And so your new normal doesn't allow you to to handle this. It's like, no, we're going to go to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> we don't feel good. And I, I, I can attest to that. Like I, I, I felt like once I established that pattern of like, this is my lifestyle, I just work out four to five times a week. And when I miss it three days in a row, I have a headache. I don't feel good. I'm sluggish. And I know right. that's my body cueing. And so when you get to that point, it's like, it's that consistency that it's a new lifestyle. Like you said, it's, it's a new norm. Definitely. Definitely. So those are our four C's. Yeah. Is there anything else you think? I think it's just, I think the the key thing with all of this, I mean, just to reiterate what the whole point of creating a program like this was really to end the diet cycling and, and, you know, and understand like, you're not just detoxifying the food, right? You're detoxifying your, your life your lifestyle, some of all of these things kind of intermingle, like your sleep patterns, your, you know, your social things, the things that you do to, to um, heal your body, to find your inner peace and, and stuff like that. So I think that is like, for this type of program, what we had in mind was to establish that for, for people to get them out of that yo-yo cycling and understand how to, you can transform your life and create habit forming, you know, lifestyle trends, so to speak in 30 days, which is possible. Very possible. Yeah, no, I love that and totally agree. And I guess the other thing I would add is, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like the biggest or one of the biggest things that I've learned through seeing clients is that the, the work that I'm doing with them is not just about their diet and their health. Mm -hmm. So it then bleeds into their relationships. It bleeds into their work, um, career choices. I mean, we have some, we have people in HBA right now, they're getting better and they're like, yeah, I don't even go to that job anymore. And I'm like, what? Oh, cool. You know? (laughs) So it's like people I've seen it time and time again. I I was like, I don't want to become the nutritionist where everyone quits their job, but. I was just about to bring that up. I was like, you have that. That special thing where <laughs> very life changing, but it's real because it's real because it's you have to examine your priorities. It's like, what is my priority? If this job is sucking away my life, if it's not feeding my purpose, it, then what is keeping me there? Because you know, in in not in Western medicine, but in, in all of the ancient forms of medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurveda balance and health also has to do with you working in your purpose and being in harmony with your mm-hmm. environment, including where you work. Yeah. And how you work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that's huge because I think what some people find with, when they're working with, with you or, or even with me is that those things are not serving them. And those things are preventing them actually from reaching their goals. That job was so toxic that they don't even have time to to meditate for 10 minutes or to get in a, a walk or to cook a meal. And it's, yes. it's creating 
you know, the unhealthy habits and relationships in their life. So, yes. And I don't know how many times I've had to say to somebody, if you died tomorrow from exhaustion and anxiety and all the things that you're feeling right now, would your boss care? <laughs> or will they be placing the next job ad for the next job? Or will they just be placing right. the next job ad and looking for somebody else? And and it really makes people go, you know what? Actually, I don't even think these people care about me. I'll be good, you know? Right. So then it gives you more permission to focus on yourself. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to quit right then, but it's like, okay, let me set boundaries. Let me sign off at five instead of like lingering for two hours, or let me, you know, start improving communication things that upset me during the day or whatever it is. Yeah. And I find, you know, and working with our clients, I I think those are the most successful people that understand they have to create that boundary and then that creates the room that that really removes the block for most people yes creating those boundaries of what's preventing them from reclaiming their health reclaiming their you know happiness or reclaiming um a healthy lifestyle love it love it (laughs) so for those of you guys listening you can check out detox my life again it is a 30-day plant-based lifestyle change program that helps walk you through. You also get a short smoothie cleanse. You get a bunch of recipes. You get, um, there's video education. There's, there's other education in there. And it's really to help you kind of renew your mind and get your life right, child. So, <laughs> so you can go to stayingagesuniversity.com or go to therawgirl.com and click classes and you will see Detox My Life there. And if you're interested in working with Gina, you can find Gina on therawgirl.com. She does um, coaching in the Hormonal Balancing Academy and she also has sees private clients. And if there's anyone out there who has a lot, a lot of weight to lose, definitely come and see us. Come and see Gina. Sign up for a 20 minute meet and greet with her because she has experience with dealing with people who really have like a great deal of weight and accelerating their progress. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Attention superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body 
and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, all right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Catherine via Instagram, who says, which fats should you cut back on to lose weight? Hi, Catherine. Thanks so much for reaching out. That's a really great question. I know sometimes fat still gets a bad rap since the early 90s low-fat craze, which was crazy. Just FYI, though, an adequate amount of fat is actually needed for tissue growth, hormone production, and even as another source of potential energy. So, I mean, let's go back. The basic four types of fats include saturated fats from animal fat and tropical oils, monounsaturated fat, things like olive oil, polyunsaturated fat, such as omega-3s and omega-6 fats, and trans fats, which you might find in things like margarine. For weight loss and overall good health, it's really best to keep our saturated fats, especially from animal sources, and our trans fats low. Trans fatty acids are made by partial hydrogenation of unsaturated fatty acids, usually vegetable oils, which are used for a great deal, if not all, processed foods, things like cookies, crackers, chips, all of these that you see at your local grocery store are full of trans fats. High consumption of trans fats has been shown to increase the risk of coronary artery disease and may elevate bad cholesterol while lowering good. So we don't want a ton of those in our lives. The essential fatty acids, which are really great for us, include omega-6, omega-3 fatty acids, and a few good sources of healthy fats include things like olives, olive oil, coconuts, coconut oil, avocados, palm oil, unheated organic nut oils. Consuming amounts, adequate amounts of omega-3 fatty acids can help decrease the risk for coronary artery disease, which is really important. But you do have to be careful. Even, um, I mean, there's a lot of people who are very sensitive to excess fat and they find that when, even if they're on a plant-based diet, if they reduce the amount of fats, even from healthy things like nuts, et cetera, that they do feel better. So pay attention to your body and really make sure that you're not overdoing it. Some plant sources of omega-3 fatty acids include things like avocados, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, walnuts. But if you are plant-based, you should also get a good essential fatty acid supplement from algae or some other, uh, algae is usually the best source if you're plant-based. And if you're not, you can consume something like fish oil to help supply the adequate amount that you need. All right. I really hope this helps you. I hope today's episode gave you some more aha moments on how to achieve a lasting and healthy weight loss and the importance of making a full lifestyle change. If you're really interested in living your best, healthiest life long-term. Today, I leave you with a quote by Michael Boyle. He says, most people give up right before the big break comes. Don't let that person be you. (laughs) All too often, we see people give up on their weight loss goals when they've hit a challenge or backslide. They had a moment where they just had a little backslide on their new habits. I'm sure you know what we're talking about. But having a crisis because you had an unplanned binge or you missed 
a few too many workouts doesn't mean it has to be the end that you throw in the towel. Child, if it happens to you, make sure you pick yourself up, dust yourself off and try again. I'm not even talking about Aaliyah's song. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at TheRawGirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, TheRawGirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit StayingAgelessShow.com. To watch the interview on video from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com backslash TheRawGirl. (laughs) 